Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Score North and scorenorth.com. Vikings Vent Line. What's going on, everyone? Declan Goff here taking you through another edition of Vikings Vent Line. Of course, we rock this every Sunday right here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel and the Purple Daily podcast feeds. You can find us on Apple. You can find us on Spotify. Score North app is also a central hub for everything we do. We appreciate a five-star review on Apple as well. Uh, every Sunday, I like to talk to as many Vikings fans as I can. Of course, during the regular season, we do Vikings Vent Line, where we bring a ton of Vikings fans on to talk about the Vikings game, good or bad. Uh, it's an absolute blast with Mackie, Judd, and myself. And then in the offseason edition, I like to bring on a few fans to talk about what else is going on in the offseason, whether it's the draft or free agency, trades. There's plenty of things that have happened in the last seven days in the NFL calendar year, so I'm excited to talk to my guys Andy and Mohammed here in just a little bit. And of course, if you want to get in on a future episode of Vikings Ventline, you can shoot me an email for the YouTube audience. It's scrolling across the bottom of the page. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. If you want to get on a show, vikingsventline at gmail.com. Would love to talk to you. Uh, I've got the whole list of Vikings fans that would like to get on, so I'm really excited to talk to as many Vikings fans this offseason as I can. And Ventline is sponsored by our friends at Dennis Kirk. Motorcycle parts, accessories. I know it's almost riding season here in the, in Minnesota in the Midwest, but if uh, you want to get some gear and get some nice parts and accessories ready for that bike or whatever you're going to be doing, go to Dennis Kirk and DennisKirk.com. Of course, TCL is a proud sponsor to a Vikings vent line. Go get your TV set up for March Madness and get ready for the next football season. Go get yourself a TCL television. All right, let's get our guys Andy and Mohammed in here on Vikings vent line. Uh, Andy, and you and I were talking off mic. You're in Eau Claire, so you're in enemy territory, if you will. So I'm sorry to hear that. Yes, right in the heart of it. Oof. But but uh, but you grew up close enough. You said you were in Hudson before. So, like, I mean, that's basically Minnesota. I mean, you know, before the Blue Law State passed here, I was I was running to Hudson to get beer on Sundays, just like a lot of other people. So Yeah, I, I remember when Minnesota wasn't selling it on Sundays. <laughs> so I, I feel your pain. And then, Mohammed, you said you're in uh, Orange County, California, right? That's right. That's right. But I grew up in Minnesota uh, in the Twin Cities. Um, I was a gopher. So, um, but yeah, I've been out of Minnesota for about 15 years. So, okay. Did you, so do you grew up in Minnesota and then went to the U of M? Uh, I, uh, I grew up in Minnesota, went to U of M and then I uh, left, I was in Boston, I was in New York and then settled here in California about eight years ago. And you settled to be a Vikings fan. Good for you, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, all right, boys. Well, it's been a busy, busy week for the Minnesota Vikings, obviously, free agency and has kind of kicked into gear and they've been make they made some moves thus far. I wanted to start with this one. Uh Andy, I'll I'll start with you. Uh what has been your favorite move so far of of the Vikings offseason? Uh to narrow it down to just one, I would have to say not extending Kirk. 
Um, it gives us a good feel that the team is moving in a new direction. They're trying to get younger. You know, they're moving on from, you know, Thielen, uh, moving on from Kendricks. Uh, the Jordan Hicks, you know, keeping him there just as some leadership. I, I do like the idea of that. Uh, and then the cornerback that they got from Arizona. I'm very excited, especially with his slot play that he's shown. Yeah, he looks like a good player. Um, you know, them moving on from Kirk, they're basically kicking the can down the road. And I, I mean, I guess an extension still in play. They could they could extend him. They could bring him back after the 2023 season. And that awkward void hit of $28 million can either be yeah. just attached to Kirk. But as of right now, they're obviously planning for to pay him basically not to play for them next season is kind of how that boils down to it. Um, yeah, the decision to keep Jordan Hicks was kind of interesting. I think a lot of people just said, oh, easy cut. Like, thanks for being here one year in, one year out. But I think Flores kind of maybe wants some of these veterans still around a little bit, so he ends up keeping Jordan Hicks. Obviously, Eric Kendricks, um, one of of the better Vikings linebackers of our lifetimes, but he gets moved on from, yeah, a lot of moving, a lot of shaking. Uh, Mohamed, how about you, man? What has been your favorite move this offseason so far? Well, I agree with uh, what you guys have said. I I think uh, it's been good to see us get younger, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, I loved Kendricks. He was, uh, you know, one of the, one of the greats, I think in Viking history, but, uh, you know, the last couple of years you could see he was starting to slow down a little. So I think it was kind of probably time to move on from there, but I do think, uh, my, one of my favorite moves has been retaining Harrison Smith. Um, I think he still played very well last year and with our defensive back, uh, room between the cornerbacks and the safeties being very young and pretty inexperienced. Um, I think it's good to have, you know, a, a veteran back there kind of commanding the, the defensive backfield. Um, and I'm excited to see what he can do in uh, for his system, um, you know, between uh, uh, Caleb Evans and Andrew Booth and Lucene and Cam Bynum. It's still, you know, pretty, pretty inexperienced uh, defensive backfield. So having uh, Harrison there in his 12th year, I think, uh, I think will, will be great. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of people thought looked at Harrison Smith as one of those guys that was probably going to stick around no matter what. I know his cap, it was really high. And look, he basically took a huge pay cut uh, to to stay in Minnesota when he probably could have hit the open market, got paid one more time and helped out maybe a more contending team, if you will, if you wanted to chase that ring. Uh, but sticking with Flores here and the same decision basically to keep Jordan Hicks, you know, you do have to keep some guys in place. To your point, you know, right. Mohammed brought up that Lewis scenes and experience. They have Andrew Booth. Cam Bynum has shown flashes, but it's still been a little bit inconsistent. I don't think even Brian Flores, who is going to be tasked with turning around this defense, is going to look at guys like those Lewis Scenes and the Andrew Boos and the Caleb Evans and say, oh, yeah, I can just completely turn around a defense 180 that was 30th in the NFL and take it to be a top 10 unit again. Um, Andy, what about you? Did you like the decision to kind of keep Harrison Smith around? Yes, I, I love that. I, I love that he was willing to take the pay cut, and I'm just excited to see him most likely going back to what he did best, you know, when he had Zimmer in those uh, first few years where, you know, he was being sent on blitzes and not just, you know, playing, playing back and coverage and the shell defense that we had last year. I'm so excited to move on from that. Like no big plays, but then teams are just eating you up for, you know, seven, eight yards, every single play. So I'm I'm really excited that he's still going to be back there, especially with Seen coming back, as Mohammed said, and Andrew Booth. You know, if he gets healthy, I think the two of those guys have a lot of potential. Yeah, and you know, I, I think with with Harrison Smith sticking around and some of these other veteran players that have stuck around, that there's there's a lot of potential to learn too, right? Those younger players can kind of lean on Harrison Smith. They can lean on those Jordan Hicks type of players to help kind of smooth things over a little bit. 
No, I, I did find it interesting, you know, and, and we're recording this too on a, on a Sunday morning here, um, that it seems like Zadarius Smith is going to stick around. You know, that roster bonus kicked in on Friday. Um, now they could still end up trading him. I think cutting him would be pretty unwise because some of the money that you could have saved is basically gone at this point. That would have been the larger chunk of money that you could have uh, could have saved if you cut him. Um, but keeping Zadarius Smith, do you think that there's a formula here? Um, Mohammed, I'll go to you to kind of keeping Zadarius Smith, Neil Hunter, Harrison Smith. Do you kind of expect at least those last two defensive linemen still around in 2023? Right. I mean, I think this was, um, like you said, I think if they were going to move on from Zadarius, they probably should have done it a few days ago uh, before that roster bonus kicked in. Um, I know that whole social media thing that came out was kind of a little uh, off-putting, but uh but I think um, we still, you know, we did overall have a very productive uh, uh, defensive uh, end group from uh, between Hunter and uh, Zadarius last year. Now, bringing in Davenport, I felt like was a little weird. Um, I'm not sure where he fits in if we retain those two. Um, they're still paying him, I think, uh, well, it's a one-year deal, but around $13 million, I believe. Um, he had a half a sack last year, which is a little off i think uh, in terms of what we're trying to do here but uh, uh but i do like zadarius i mean obviously we saw the first half of the season last year he was great um obviously trailed off a lot uh the second half of the season um but i think you know it's, i'm okay with keeping him around if uh, uh because he's still a pretty uh, you know prominent edge rusher when he's healthy for sure yeah and uh and if they can still rush the passer i mean that's kind of the one thing i think they're banking on at flores you know uh andy brought up you know rushing with the safety and 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 flores did that a ton in miami and if harrison smith is maybe not the player in coverage he used to be can use him basically as a you know heat seeking missile if you will to get after the quarterback um wouldn't shock me at all either if, if they can kind of fix some of that uh going over on the other side of the coin obviously with the offseason so so far they've made a lot of moves they've even brought some players back I'm curious if you guys have seen an offseason move the Vikings have made that you are not a fan of so far. Andy, I'll start with you. Uh, nothing, nothing much for uh, individual players. Uh, the long snapper signing was a <laughs> bit of a head scratcher. But um, other than that, you know, bringing back Madison, I wasn't huge on it with what they're paying him. And I'm not sure what the Vikings plan is at the running back position. I, I was excited to see Ty Chandler and we still might see him. We, we have no idea. And they still might move, uh, be able to trade Delvin. I would say the, the Matt Madison signing, because I believe it was, was it seven, seven or 8 million that they signed him on? Yeah, I think it was like a two year contract for $8 million. So, I mean, it's, it's not a lot of money, I think. Like it's only like four or five million, but it is kind of perplexing, right? That they're going to pay Dalvin Cook what they're paying, and they mm-hmm. also bring back Alexander Madison. It is a little confusing on that part. And I don't know if also if they're still going to trade Dalvin. You know, like could they could they move on from Dalvin Cook? And I know they've heard some trade rumors, and he's been kicked around a little bit in the last week. Uh, but I personally probably just would have drafted another running back, right? Like I don't, I think that wouldn't have been out of the question. And whether it's you know even in house with Ty Chandler or Wang Wu, um, I think that could have been completely in play. Uh, but Mohammed, how about you? Is there an offseason move that you haven't liked thus far? Yeah, I mean, piggybacking off that, I think the the running back uh, situation is still a little cloudy for us. Uh, um, you know, I, I bringing back Madison, I think was okay, but to pay him kind of close to RB one money is. Um, it's a little perplexing, especially with the, uh, with the Dalvin situation. I mean, you think, um, it sounds like they probably can't get the, the trade equity they were hoping for, for Dalvin. Uh, I don't think, 
Uh, I wouldn't probably want to take less than a you know day two pick for him if we were going to trade him. Um, he's still pretty productive. I mean, he still had almost 1,500 yards from scrimmage last year. I think it was overshadowed a lot by Justin Jefferson's production and the fact that it was a very pass-heavy offense last year. But, you know, he had almost 1,200 rushing, rushing yards. He had almost 300 uh, receiving yards. Um, and he made some really crucial plays throughout the season. I mean, if you think about that long run, uh, that long, long touchdown run against Miami, that really solidified the lead. Yeah. And then he had that uh, crucial uh, catch in the commander's game at the end when he tied us up. Um, and then, of course, the, the long, uh, I think it was 80-some yard run uh, on the Bills game that really kind of brought us back into that game. Because um, uh, until that point, we were kind of uh, on the outs a little bit there. And then, of course, that um, that long uh, catch and run from uh, from uh, for the Colts game when he kind of tied yeah. it up uh, at the Colts game. So to, to kind of plug and play a different guy and just assume you're going to get those kind of huge dynamic plays and that much production, you know, it's a little um, maybe naive to think that, you know, you can just plug in one of these guys. Because Madison's been a great back for us. I don't, you know. He, I don't, I don't think he's a. I, I think he's a good back, not a great back. So, right. um, so it's hard, you know. But I, I agree. Fourteen million dollars for running back is, is is a heavy hit to swallow for a for a, um, a running back. So. Yeah, Dalvin, you're right. That Dalvin was kind of a a hero on a lot of different for a lot of different plays and games this season for the Vikings, and was a little bit of an unsung hero. He might have lost a step, um, sure, being a big playmaker necessarily. And I know he had the big plays there. I don't mean to negate that, but. He's obviously he's lacked some explosiveness, right? I think that's kind of probably the word to use. And you're going to be paying him a lot of money next season. And the Vikings kind of decided, hey, we're going to pass a lot, which honestly, to a degree, worked. You should be feeding Justin Jefferson a lot more than Dalvin Cook. Um, but I think they also need to balance out some of that running game with a little bit more nuance and a little bit more, you know, neutral feel between running and passing. And you know, Kevin O'Connell had some warts even on second and third to short situations. So if they can kind of figure out that happy medium there. What about the offensive line? So obviously, I, assuming Brian O'Neill is back, um, they have two solid cornerstone tackles in Darrison and O'Neill. Uh, Garrett Bradbury is brought back. I know the interior is a little shaky. Um, Andy, what, do, what about you? Do you think the offensive line is still maybe, I know a lot of fans just absolutely love to harp on it, but do you, do you feel like the offensive line is trending in the right direction, or are we maybe still another player away from being a, a really good unit there? I mean, I love Darrison. Um, Brian O'Neill, he's great. I, I don't mind the Garrett Bradbury signing him back. I thought he played he played good enough last year, and I do think he's going to be a a good part of the offensive line. Now, um, oh, the guy they drafted, what was his name out of Alabama last year? I forgot his name. Uh, for the Vikings? Yes. Out of Alabama. Yeah, um, isn't wasn't that that guard Ed Ingram? Yeah, uh, LSU, LSU, LSU. Okay, Next yeah. Time. Uh, question mark on him, but you know, he's going into his second year, you know, maybe he's going to learn from his first season. We got a whole training camp ahead of time. Um, but it, it is a need that, you know, I think the Vikings do need to possibly address in the draft, but with the small amount of picks that we have currently, I, it's kind of a question mark. Well, how about you? How do you feel that offensive line is kind of feeling so far? Yeah, I mean, I think you have your two pillars on on tackle. I think we're pretty set there with O'Neal and um, and uh, Derisaw. I mean, O'Neal, he's coming back from a pretty significant injury. I think he'll still, you know, I think he'll bounce back pretty pretty well though. Um, you, you know, I, I think the the Brad uh, excuse me Bradbury signing was good also because um, you know we we have uh, plenty of positions of need so far, and so I think just to kind of solidify that one on a very team friendly contract. 
um, I think will be good. Um, I agree. Uh, Cleveland, I think he's been serviceable. Uh, Ed Ingram had a pretty pretty uh, lousy first year, but I think uh, he did play pretty consistently. I mean, he, I think he started all the games, so uh, hopefully he can bounce back a little bit um, uh, this uh, going into his second season. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines, and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Yeah, you'd like to see him take a next step, right? I mean, even if he was kind of a train wreck last year, is there? I don't think you should be bailing on him. He was a second-round pick for you, at Ingram, that is, and he's probably going to get every chance to still be a starting right guard. But, I mean, it, if, if you perform so poorly like he did his rookie season, it's kind of boomer bust for him to, to figure out if he's going to be a legit NFL starter. Um, you know, Andy, you hinted at the draft, and obviously the Vikings have a limited amount of draft picks. Uh, do, they're on the clock, obviously, at pick 23. They don't have a second-round pick. Um, what would you like to see the Vikings accomplish at the, at the draft this year? I think wide receiver is going to be the main thing they need because Jefferson is, you know, a he's a top receiver in the NFL. Uh, you know, with Thielen going, though, which, you know, he wasn't really a number. He was a, kind of just a shell of himself last year, it seemed like. Uh, K.J. Osborne, I, I don't know if he's that number two guy. Um, you know, if some someone happens to fall a little bit, I think it's worth maybe moving up to, you know, like a 15 spot if it's possible, if they're still the guy that you really want on the board. Uh, because, you know, with JJ's contract coming up, he's going to be getting paid a lot of money. And just to have that other guy, you know, for those, those three, four years on that rookie scale contract, uh, you know, potentially with the next guy in line at quarterback, that's what excites me the most. And if they hit on the wide receiver, you know, it's not a a first round, you know, Treadwell from 2015, whatever it was. Um, They they could be in for some big dynamic plays, I think. Absolutely. Mohamed, how about you, man? What do you want to see them accomplish at the draft this year? Yeah, I know a lot of the mocks had us have had us going cornerback, uh, but I think that was before the Byron Murphy signing. So maybe that that's not as critical of a need anymore. Um, although we're still thin at that position, but I think um, uh, what I would like to see uh, echoing Andrews uh, is the showing up the wide receiver core, especially with the departure of Adam Thielen. I think there's some very good um, uh, wide receivers coming out and that uh, that we could potentially get in the first round. I, I think we'll probably, uh, Quinton Johnson will probably be gone, but I think between uh, Jackson uh, Smith and Digba from uh, uh, Ohio State or, uh, or uh, Jordan Addison from USC, uh, maybe Zay Flowers from from Boston College. I mean, those are seem to be pretty um, uh, good good wide receivers coming out that could complement uh, Justin Jefferson on a rookie scale deal because he'll he'll obviously be making quite a bit of money. Um, KJ Osborne, I think, like uh, like Andrew says, probably a wide receiver three. I don't think he's quite a wide receiver two. 
Um, the other position of need that I think I'd like to see filled if we're not if we don't go to the wide receiver route would be a defensive uh, line or like a defensive tackle because um, with the departure of Dalvin uh, Tomlinson in free agency, I think it still leaves a big void there in the uh, in the trenches. Yeah. Um, Harrison Phillips has been pretty good, but I think we need someone else to kind of complement him. Um, Tonga may or may not, you know, it's hard to know how well he'll do uh, if you thrust him in that starting role. So I think we still need to address the uh, defensive tackle position. Um, there's a couple of good guys coming out. I, obviously, I don't think we'll get um, Jalen Carter, especially uh, even with his off-field uh, issues and his poor performance in the pro day. Um, but there's a guy, um, Kalijah Kansi, I think he's been mocked to us a couple of times. Um, that could potentially be, uh, uh, be something to look at. Yeah, you know, defensive tackle certainly isn't like the sexy position, right? I mean, wide receiver could be the fun one, and obviously anything offensively or or defensive end even is a little bit more sexier. But, man, when you lost Alvin Tomlinson, that was a pretty big loss on that defensive line. And even though, again, he doesn't do a lot of sexy things to a degree, he is very important and integral on the defensive line, and he got a big contract from the Browns. So if you can find a good D tackle there, obviously all for it. Yeah, wide receiver kind of seems to make a lot of sense. I, I know a lot of Vikings fans, are, at someone probably looks at the defense and thinks, well, like, why would they get a wide receiver? But, I mean, if you could find another, you know, Robin, essentially, to Jefferson's Batman, and look, TJ Hawkinson's a great tight end, but if you can find another wide receiver to kind of build around, to your point, rookie scale contract, five years, and honestly, maybe it could be Justin Jefferson insurance, if you will, um, it, it could be a really good move for the Vikings going forward, so... Yeah, I'm really curious what they do at pick 23. They could even still trade back possibly and accumulate some more picks. Um, that wouldn't shock me at all if that board kind of shakes out the way it does. A lot of different options, obviously, for the Vikings um, at the draft. Uh, fellas, before I wrap up, I love to kind of give a uh, give you guys a little area to give a shout-out or a last take um, on Vikings event line. Andy, I'll start with you. Uh, well, I got to give thanks you know, to my buddy Eric. He's the one who originally introduced me to this show probably three, four years ago. Uh, and then, you know, just my, my family, you know, growing up in the house as Vikings fans and my son who just has no choice but to listen to the three of you guys talk pretty much every single morning. Awesome. I love that. Yeah, it always is a family affair. Glad your buddy obviously hopped us on too. Uh, but I'm glad the kids, glad you got the youth, glad you got your own children listening to Purple Daily, Andy. I love to hear that. Yep. That's awesome. Uh, Mohammed, how about you? Any last shout-outs or last takes you want to get off your chest? Oh, no. Did we lose Mohammed? We might have lost Mohammed's connection there. I'll put him in timeout just for a minute. But but you said, Andy, uh, that you got turned on to Purple Daily three or four years ago. Yes. Um, and now you got, you've kind of watched all of, of the Vikings and – You've seen the Kirk Cousins era, if you will. Maybe it's now coming to an end. Are you kind of excited to see it coming to an end? Do you want to see him play it out one more year and see if he can kind of relive some of that magic he had last season? You know, I I love I love Cousins. I think he's I think he's a good guy, but with his age, you know, he is he's getting up there. Um, I I don't think extending him and paying him. I love the idea of getting that that rookie scale contract yeah, man. and just building around it. I mean, you look at teams like. Cincinnati, they have that that perfect window right now where they're not paying these guys. But, you know, it's it's all about hitting on the draft, too. Right. Yeah, also important. Mom, and I think I got your connection back. You're all good. Yeah, I lost you there for a second. Sorry about that. That's okay. Uh, last takes or any uh, shout-outs you want to give before we wrap up on Ventline? Yeah, I mean, uh, just like the shout-out to my dad. He's the one who kind of got me into things uh, way back when, the mid 
the late 90s, I'd say. And then uh, my two sons, who are um, seven and four, they like to give me a hard time when the Vikings lose. They want, they, when they found out I was coming on, they, they wanted to come on and say the Vikings suck just to get under my skin. <laughs> they're not Packers fans, though, are they? No, no, they're Vikings okay. fans. They just like to, they, they like to see when I get a little you know, heated when the Vikings are not playing well. I love so. it. I love it. Glad you guys are teaching your kids about the painfulness of, of being a Minnesota Vikings fans for all the right and uh, maybe sometimes wrong reasons. Uh, Andy, Mohammed, thank you guys for coming on Ventline, guys. I really appreciate it. Great stuff. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having us. Thank you. And if any other future fans want to come on the show, shoot me an email. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. Tomorrow, Mackie, Judd, and myself back at full strength. we got Thor on Tuesday. Plenty of stuff still coming at you on Purple Daily. We'll have you covered. Hit that subscribe button. And we just want to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl before we die.